1: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is
0: Believe.
2: Oh, hit it! Oh, baby,
0: what a play! Woo-hoo-hoo. This is Jeff Bedoten with Believe in Chiefs on the Believe Network, Kansas City's number one sports podcast network. The only place with a show for every team in Casey and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? On this week's show, former Kansas City Chiefs offensive lineman. Joe Valerio and I are joined by Ryan Kaufman, host of Drive Time Sports on Extra Sports 1300 in Colorado to preview Chiefs Broncos. Joe, the Chiefs come off a good but workmanlike Christmas Eve win against the Seahawks and everything is smooth sailing. Their opponent this week is the exact opposite and seemingly in complete disarray. So, Ryan, do you expect the Broncos to, to come out inspired and pissed with an edge? After, on Sunday after losing 14 straight to the Chiefs? Or is this chief team just, is it going to just roll over?
1: Uh, that That's the biggest question, Jeff, to be quite honest with you. I mean, teams normally get a little bit of a bump when they make a coaching change. It kind of makes everybody else sit up straight, right? Oh, the you know, accountability, like we could all be gone tomorrow. I really don't know because... Over the last two weeks, and I'll include the last matchup with Kansas City, and you guys saw this, it, we thought that the Broncos had a formula, right? Run the football first and foremost, run Russell Wilson play action off of that, and if the occasion calls for it, Russ runs. And he, he ended up getting hurt, got concussed against Kansas City, but you still thought when he came back for the Christmas Day game that he was going to follow that because Really, I know it's silly to say in a loss, but really the way they lost against Kansas City and how close they were was a little bit of a win for them, honestly, because you guys have seen this series up close and personal. That's about as close as the Broncos have come to beat the Chiefs in years. So around here thought, all right, they have a formula. Russ is going to follow it. And then the first drive against the Rams, he throws into triple coverage on the first drive. And it's like, what happened uh, over the last two weeks? So uh, that is the intrigue around Sunday, is that I really don't know what Broncos team is going to show up. I mean, the players have a lot of pride. The A lot of them are playing for job security. But given the way the Rams game went, it is really anyone's guess. What version, Dr. Jekyll or Mr. Hyde, that is going to show up in Kansas City? Well,
2: Ryan, I have a question for you. You know, and you said this phrase and you used those two words together. What happened? And you were talking about a specific drive, play, game. Ryan, I'm going to throw out a general question, you know, from an insider, right? You're there, you're living it. And Jeff and I, you know, we talk about the Broncos when something big happens or, you know, we talk about it when, when they're playing the Chiefs, but, yeah, you know, we don't have that inside scoop. Like, I'm going to ask you a broad question. What happened? Like, this yeah. AFC West was supposed to be the AFC best, yeah. and the Broncos were supposed to just bring on Russell Wilson and make some moves. New coach have, who has Chiefs ties, right? And, and Nate, I still call him Nate Hackett, I don't, mm-hmm. you know, my, my, our history there, watching him grow up in the Kansas City area. Um, but, like, what happened? You know, what what happened?
1: Uh, I I think the easiest answer, honestly, Joe, is Russell Wilson did not show up as the quarterback that the Broncos paid for. Mm -hmm. He just didn't. And, and there are a lot of theories around here. I think there are two primarily that go into the way Russell Wilson has played this year. I think one is he wants to play to see the end of this massive contract and running has been a proven method to not make it to the end of your big contract and I think the second thing is he came in because we all built him this way as the savior of the Denver Broncos finally they're getting a franchise quarterback and he came in with his entourage and everything like that on this white horse thinking he was going to save it and reality struck very quickly and It was a first-year head coach that went through some problems. It was an offensive line that wasn't really that good to begin with that was decimated by injuries. And reality sunk in very quickly uh, for Russell Wilson, and he just hasn't adapted. And Nathaniel Hackett just never adapted. Um, And that's, that's what happened, and that's why the Broncos are where they are now
0: Ryan, how much of it that was great analysis? How uh, much yeah. of it is also that uh Wilson just washed up? Is is a is he still hurt? He had that injury early in the season. And you know, some of it you mentioned the coaching is it a combo of all of the above?
1: I I don't think that and, and there's therein lies the hope for Broncos fans moving forward. I don't think that Russell Wilson is washed. I don't think that he's over the hill. Um, you, And you saw it in the last matchup with Kansas City. The guy can still move. Uh, the guy can still throw the deep ball. Um, this is salvageable if Russell Wilson buys in to whatever the next head coach has for him in terms of an offense. He just never bought in to what Nathaniel Hackett was selling. And look, that's on Nathaniel Hackett, right? That's his job. He's got to make it work. Mm-hmm. He didn't get through to Russell Wilson for whatever reason and now it's incumbent on the next head coach to get Russell Wilson to understand yes longevity and running as a quarterback do not go hand in hand but time is running out there's a finite window for this Broncos team with this roster with Russell Wilson to truly compete and the only way they compete is with Russell Wilson being the guy that he showed against Kansas City and the guy that he has showed a couple other times this year, uh, it is a tall task. Though there is something mm-hmm. there, but it's just it. Nathaniel Hackett could never tap into it.
2: Well, well, Ryan, you mentioned the line. Um, that sounds like a given that they need to, you know, make some improvements there. Every team does, right? You got five. There's five guys to fill, right? So you're you're always going to be filling holes on the O line through injury, free agency, or whatever. So putting that aside. As, as sort of a captain obvious statement that, that we need mm-hmm. to, you know, the Broncos need to improve it the, on the O-line. What else does Russell Wilson need besides, oh, <laughs> you might say coaching, but what, what, what does he need? What, does, what do you think he needs from an insider's perspective to be effective?
1: <clears throat> I think there are more questions than answers right now with the wide receiving mm-hmm. core. Mm. Um, I think Jerry Judy on the positive side is turning into the guy that John Elway thought he would be when he took him out of Alabama Mm. and took him over CeeDee Lamb, right? And and over Justin Jefferson as well. Mm. Um, Jerry Judy is becoming that guy. So that's a positive thing. Cortland Sutton has, at times this year, he has not been consistent. And you wonder, that was the one guy on this roster that was a pro bowler. And Cortland Sutton, was he a one-hit wonder, or is he going to get back to that Pro Bowl level? And then everyone else has been hurt. So, you know, injuries have been a familiar refrain with the Denver Broncos, but I think you have to wonder whether this wide receiving core is as good as it was built to be when Russell Wilson joined this team. I think Greg Dulcich has showed some bright spots. I don't Mm -hmm. think he's an elite tight end. But I think he's shown some flashes, and Javante Williams is the real deal. That is a real running back, and not having him this year has been a huge detriment to this team. So I think that the skill positions are not broken, but I think there are some questions, especially when it comes to that wide receiving core of, is this really the Mm right wide receiving core that Russell Wilson signed up to play with?
2: Yeah, we had the same questions in Kansas City, right, Jeff? I mean, is when Tariq Hill left, like, mm-hmm. what are we going to do? You know, and it seems to be, it seems that you know Brett Beach and Andy and Eric enemy have put together a core of uh, what I like to call a diverse wide receivers. Right, you got speed, you got possession, you got tall back shoulder throws. We think they've got a decent uh, diverse group now. I mean. Is that, is that a way that you think they'll need to go with, with Russ, or do you think he's going to be better built for the kind of team that he had with the Seahawks? Or
1: uh, I, I think that you're going to have to throw in a diverse skill set yeah. when it comes yeah. to this wide receiving core. And they think they have it, right? K.J. Hamler, when he's been healthy, has been more of a slot guy, but a guy that can run straight – got a lot of straight line speed mm-hmm. from the slot – I think with Jerry Judy, you have identified a go-to guy, which unless you're Patrick Mahomes, you really need that. And let's be honest, Patrick Mahomes still has Travis Kelsey. But when it comes to the wide receivers, Russell Wilson has Jerry Judy. The guy can get open against any corner in the NFL. Now you have Cortland Sutton, who's taller, go up and get it type of guy. K.J. Hamler, smaller, shiftier. Mm And Tim Patrick is a stretch guy as well, huge, huge so I loss, think that the yeah when right, he, and he was he was a big blow, and I don't think people appreciated what Tim Patrick did for this team until he was gone and until we see the results. So I think that the Broncos do have a diverse set of skill sets, but maybe throwing one into the mix would be good because I, I think Wilson is at his best when he has. Three, even mm-hmm. four guys, if you you know that's asking a lot, but two, three, four guys that he can trust on a regular basis to be able to throw the football to.
0: Well, Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting this season, everything from NFL and bowl season to esports. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, players, game trends at Bet Online. Bet online features live betting, free contests, and live scores from almost any sport or game imaginable. We're the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite leagues and events. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code believe B L E A V to receive your rewards. Bet online, where the game starts. Uh, before we went to our ad, one of the questions Joe asked you ryan up uh, was of course about the offensive line joe always <laughs> that's where he always goes but he <laughs> joe has it's kind of cool joe has a lot of connections to the broncos offensive line alex gibbs coached joe in um in kansas city and then when he moved to denver joe almost ended up a bronco
2: yeah i was i was 10 minutes away from being a bronco um when alex gibbs uh, made the move from kansas city to join his old buddy mike shanahan and uh it came down to just a split second decision about whether or not Keith carts was going to come back uh, from a knee injury. And, you know, it was, you know, I was like literally this close to snapping the ball to, uh, to John Elway, which would have been, you know, but an interesting thing. So, but we loved, I love the visit there. You know, it's, it's, it's obviously a storied franchise and I, and I'm sure that's very disappointing Ryan for a lot of fans. I, I, I mean, I always consider the Broncos, you know, if, if not NFL royalty, absolutely like AFC royalty, right? I mean, they're they're just they've always been a class uh, organization. and I think folks in Kansas City have really appreciated the rivalry between Kansas City and Denver. And it's, you know proximity relative proximity and and mm-hmm. just I think that the two organizations and the type of class that they both demonstrate so I know it's got to be hard I um, mean I think it's been hard for cheese fans to kind of want that back again right they want mm-hmm. they wanna they wanna they want to boo a John Elway right because they know that they ha- that he has their number <laughs> so uh I think I think cheese fans are, are waiting for that and um because everybody wants to beat teams at their best. So, yeah, I, I love my connection to to the organization. And, um, you know, I do feel for for the fans that are kind of not just going. Th- it's one thing to go through, like maybe what, like the Lions or the Texans are kind of going through right now where it's just things just don't turn out your way and the ball doesn't bounce. It just seems like there's been a lot of, I, I don't know, for lack of better terms, bizarre events that have happened, um, which is probably adding to the stress a little bit as a fan.
1: Yeah, and, and I think I, I think too why you're seeing the move made with Nathaniel Hackett when it was it's not just what we saw on Sunday and Brett Ripon and Don Reisner getting into it and be, getting beat so badly by a, a team that's been equally decimated by injuries or even what you've seen this season. I think what the new owner Greg Penner, at least the principal owner, tapped into yesterday at his press conference was that, look, I feel like I know that this is seven years for you guys. Like, I'm tapping into that frustration. This isn't just about Sunday or this season. It's about the longest playoff drought in NFL history following a Super Bowl victory. And I think Greg Penner appreciated himself very well with Broncos fans when he had his press conference because he was really tapping into that emotion that you guys have been here for a long time. I know we just showed up, but we understand that frustration runs long and it runs deep, and I'm here to try and fix it.
0: Mm. Uh, you know, Ryan, you of course mentioned the reason why uh, Hackett was, was dismissed. Um, so who any uh, any thoughts who the future head coach might be? And I'm also curious who the fans want. I'm sure you, the switchboards have been lighting yeah. up who have you who have you heard and who do you think it could be?
1: Well, I, I, I think there are always two ways to go about this conversation. What is one is what does that look like and who embodies that, right? Uh-huh. I think the overwhelming majority of Broncos fans that I have heard from, and I'll just say that I'm on board with this thought. Um, they've been on this treadmill of first year head coaches for three straight cycles now. Vance Joseph, first-year head coach. Vic Fangio, as, as you know, decorated a coordinator as there was in the league at the time, still a first-year head coach. Nathaniel Hackett, first-year head coach. I think the Broncos fan base wants a name that they can go, oh, yeah, I remember when he coached Team X. Mm-hmm. That's a word that Greg Penner used a lot in his press conference was leadership. I think to be able to get somebody in that can say, look, this is when, when I was a head coach, coaching 53 guys in charge of that locker room, this is what I did when adversity struck. There's, They don't want any coach that you have to project. I think they want a guy who's been a head coach in this league before. Now, the name that would certainly embody that is Sean Payton. Fans desperately want Sean Payton. I think mm. the biggest sticking point, and there are many, but the biggest sticking point is that you have to trade for Sean Payton. And the Broncos are partly in this position because of all the draft capital right. they gave up mm-hmm. for Russell Wilson. So it's like, that, okay, Sean Payton, let's say he's interested in the job. Are you going to be able to compensate the Saints to their uh, liking to be able to get Sean Payton? And I, I just I wonder about that. But Sean Payton is the number one at the top of most Broncos fans list. I would say another since Broncos fans are dreaming big right now, Jim Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh is a name that Broncos fans have brought up a lot, and it's an easy name to dismiss. How long has the NFL been trying to pull Jim Harbaugh out of Michigan? But here's one connection that Broncos fans are latching onto. A par owner of the Denver Broncos is Condoleezza Rice. Condoleezza Rice was part of the search committee that brought Jim Harbaugh to Stanford. So there is a connection there that maybe he would take a call from Condi Rice. Maybe he would listen. Maybe he would entertain the thought process. Uh, Again, those are two very big names that I don't know if they would be interested, but those are certainly the names that Broncos fans are dreaming about.
2: Wow. wow. So they're, they're not going to go for a, a Jeff Saturday type, right? Who's <laughs> <in>. <laughs> they're not going to pull, they're not going to pull an Indianapolis Colts. It sounds like, and maybe that, maybe that precludes uh, any more talks about, you know, and rumors about Eric B enemy. I know that that has been one that I know has been surfaced, but if they're, if you know if we go along with your theory that that might not be a good fit, given that they might need more of a seasoned head coach.
1: Yeah. But you know, best laid plans, right? Mm-hmm. It, it, You look at the other jobs that are already open or that may become open, where the Broncos rank on that list? So let's mm-hmm. say Sean Payton and Jim Harbaugh decide to take jobs this year. Are the Broncos one of the top two jobs that are going to be open? I don't know. So there's also that aspect to it too, where I wonder if the Broncos – might try to get those big names, but might end up having to go the first year head coach route anyway. Mm-hmm. And I think Eric Bieniemy has been a name brought up in Denver, yeah. along with Nathaniel Hackett, along with Vic Fangio. Eric Bieniemy, because of his ties to Boulder in Colorado, yeah. is not a, a, a name that people don't know. They know that name and they see what's going on with the Kansas City Chiefs yeah. and they say, we want that. We want mm. what they have with yeah. Mahomes and Reed and, and Bienemy. So Bienemy certainly would not be at the top of the Broncos list because of his lack of head coaching experience. But if they have to go back to the first year head coach route, I think Biene is right at the top of that list.
2: His his relationship with 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 Andy Reed, you know, it's almost as if you know, Andy's a very collaborative coach and, and it's almost as if, you know, he has like almost co-head coaches the way that he runs the team. So, you know, I, I think, I think, I think he'd have a little bit of a leg up than maybe a, a typical first year coach, I think with his relationship. Mm-hmm. And you look at the history of Andy Reid's coaching tree, have all been pretty successful. You know, I know just for Doug Peterson is somebody who comes to mind as somebody who, you know, took the Eagles to the Super Bowl, and you know now he's he's turning it around in in Jacksonville. He seems to have a good relationship with, uh, you know, with Trevor Lawrence, and maybe maybe that's the kind of person that you know, a former player, Sean blank- McDermott, Ron Rivera. He's had his coaching tree really is his, his yeah. So awesome. so you know maybe maybe it maybe it could work for them. we we don't want to see it, but we all do know as Kansas City fans. And, and people who follow the team, we do know that Eric Bieniemy absolutely at least deserves a, bi- a best shot at something um, as a head coach. So, you know, I just wanted to throw that one out there as a fun one to talk mm-hmm. about. Sorry, Jeff, go the, ahead. You were saying.
0: They do go the Jeff Saturday route. Know that Joe Valerio is a former NFL offensive lineman. He coached high school, now in media, yeah. on Believe in Chiefs. So he I, would fit that that model. Yeah,
2: and I can take all well, that. And, 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 well, yeah.
1: why – You're 10 minutes, not only were you 10 minutes away from becoming a Denver Bronco Joe, now you're 10 minutes away from being the Broncos head coach.
2: Hey, let's start the rumor mill.
1: If we start it,
2: you know, you just put it out there and you never know. You put it out in the universe and things happen, right? With you know, with the power of the internet, we could get a whole movement going. (laughs) Because I can (laughs) use all that insurance experience, right, Jeff? Totally,
0: totally. They don't have to worry quite yet if you put a day job. Well, as we wrap up here, guys uh just some predictions for the game our sponsor bet online has the chiefs favored by 13 and a half you guys like that line how
2: How do you think uh the game's gonna shape up
0: joe go ahead
2: okay um i i think it's gonna be i think it's gonna look a lot kind of like the seahawks game i i think the chiefs are gonna jump out early i think they're gonna have a lot of they have a lot of momentum going the only the big question is, and this just kind of goes back more to the Chiefs than it does to the Broncos, Ryan, is can the Chiefs get back into the mode where they continue to put the pedal to the metal and stay on top of teams? Right. That's been Jeff and I's biggest thing we've talked about this year. They're getting out the quick starts, which is something that was actually opposite of what they used to do. They used to be a slow, methodical start, and then they'd hit that gear and it was you know lights out it seems to be the opposite this year. So I guess, you know, if if they can keep the pedal down, it could, it could possibly, and and this isn't anything that's wrong. So I know they're a team and and, and it's, they're in, it's, they're in trouble right now and it could be a 21 point game. And I think it could go that way, Jeff. I think it could be a a 35 to 17 type game, you know, where they could jump out to a a pretty big lead and get into that, you know, 18, 20 point range.
0: Ryan, your, your take.
1: Um. Look, the last time they met up, you know Mahomes threw that underhand flip and he did that thing where he was he felt like he was invincible after that and forced a lot of bad throws that the Broncos were able to pick off. I don't see Mahomes doing that this time around. Um I I'm with Joe. I think that if the Chiefs get up early, Broncos like they did in the meeting in Denver. I don't know that this team is going to respond the way that they did in Denver, and I don't know that Mahomes is going to make the mistakes that he did to allow them to get back in the game. I think this one, two touchdowns, is pretty conservative. I I think it may be one of those three-score games, a 17-point win for Kansas City. It's a nightmare for the Broncos to go into that building.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I kind of agree with both of you guys. I, and I'm i very curious to see kind of which Broncos show up, an inspired, angry squad or or one, you know, that's kind of uh, given up. And like you guys said, if, the, if there is a big lead, if the Chiefs get out to the lead that they did in Denver, I, I could see them uh, kind of caving a little bit. Well, Ryan, thanks so much for joining us. This is Ryan Kaufman, host of Drive Time Sports on Extra Sports 1300 in Colorado.
1: I know what I'm going to be doing for the next few months. Uh, not, not really breaking down Chiefs and Chargers games, I'll tell you that much. We have Locally, we have moved on. It is about the coaching search, and I think the Broncos okay. want it that way. Um, but I appreciate having you guys having me on. I've had both of you on my show. Love what you guys do. I, I tune in regularly. So keep up the good work uh, on your guys' end as well. Thanks, Thanks so, so much, Brian.
0: Well, if you enjoy this show presented by Bat Online, please subscribe. We're available on your favorite directories iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back next week.
1: Thank you for listening to
0: Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.